Good afternoon, and welcome to Community Focus at JJY. I'm Ken Thomas, along with Tess Taylor, and today we're going to visit with our friends from School District 181. Our guests today, Superintendent of Schools, Heidi Hahn, and uh, we also have uh, sixth grade special ed teacher, Sarah Lemke, who just happens to be the Teacher of the Year. Teacher of the Year! Welcome. <laughs> Thank you. Welcome to Community Focus. Uh, Heidi, let's start with you, if we can. Uh, yeah, busy uh, time of the year, or, uh, although a short week for the students and uh, some of the teachers, too. Yeah, I'm not sure who's ex- more excited, the students or the staff. <laughs> um, probably not the parents. But yeah. um, no, we can't believe it's already, we're in the halfway through October. Yeah. Um, seems like we just started yesterday. So we've had a phenomenal start. Um, but now we're gearing up for all things winter, unfortunately, and today yeah. sure feels like it. So Yeah, yeah. Um, well, let's, uh, let's talk a little bit about something special that you do at your schools that I think is really cool, but uh, I wish we didn't have to do it, and that is uh, provide pantries for students. Correct. So food security is a huge issue in our community, as you're well aware, and especially within our school system. Mm-hmm. And uh, what's we've been very fortunate is we've had just a growth of supporters, and um, we're going to hopefully be able to give some of our big donors a shout-out of creating food pantries within our buildings. So we currently have food pantries at the Brainerd High School, Forestview Middle School, the Brainerd Learning Center, and the Lincoln Education Center. So really focusing on our secondary students, uh, 5th through 12th graders, and making sure that they always have access Mm -hmm. uh, to food. So that's what's really nice to have um, Miss Lemke with us today because she's in charge of the Forestview Pantry. And so we can kind of give you the history of how those have come about. Yeah, so several years ago, um, I was a part of the, the Brainerd JCs, and we were looking for a project to kind of start. And so we began by doing um, like food bags from like the food shelf. They would donate. We'd sneak them into lockers, and kids would take them home. But we weren't connecting with those kids on exactly what they needed. And there was sometimes a lot more need than just food for the weekend. Mm. And so we transitioned into the food pantry where kids would have access to clothing and hygiene and um, and food mm-hmm. and things that they needed and we kind of the community rallied around us and we um, were able to start up a great little pantry at Forest View. That is a neat story. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, from humble beginnings and now uh, you, I mean, where do you get most of the donations? So, like, right now this weekend, or this week at Forest View, we're doing a food drive. So we often will, the kids will bring things in. We'll have little competitions between teams and grades to bring in um, goods. Um, but then, again, a lot of times community members, now that they know that it's there, they reach out and say, hey, I've got... 100 toothbrushes. Do you need these? Absolutely. Um, Or, um, you know, other we've we've had lots of churches that have um, stepped up and have been involved. I know Heidi's kind of got a list of some of those people Mm -hmm. that have really helped out. And just so, so if you look at the Brainerd High School, the, the pantry over there, it's actually called the Warrior Warehouse. So same thing. Um, and they started, I think, the year before Forest View, and yeah, we kind we of saw that bags, but that model. But just knowing that the Brainerd Learning Center and the Lincoln Education Center have been trying to do this similar work. So I know CTC was a big donor to the Brainerd Learning Center, like got a chest freezer. So you think about being able to keep some frozen meals. Wow. Um, and at the, the high school, we have lots of, of individuals who keep giving. Um, you know, the outreach program is a huge one. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lakewood uh, Women's Ministry Group, uh, Minnesota Cleaning Solutions, Bethle- Bethel Lutheran Church is a huge one. Um, Cynthia and, and Maurice Olson have always been longtime givers, along as, as well as John and Shelley Ward. Um, 
Caitlin Litke, Brittany Cole, uh, Dr. Leland. Um, he's just every year. He's such a generous giver to the to make sure that we have the items that we need in our our warehouse and our pantries. So and it, it continues to be a growing need. That's what's just so surprising as it starts and um, I think people are seeing the the impact and the value that it has for all of our students. So we have a nice a nice community. Yeah. network that's again growing to help support so i'm guessing food is the number one thing that the pantry needs what is the next thing that uh, people can bring in right now we're really we're really short on food we've got a lot okay. of clothing items and a lot of hygiene things um one thing we did talk about was tiny little like laundry detergent things that we could send home with kids that oh. maybe didn't have stuff to go to the laundromat or to mm-hmm. um, use at home yeah. okay and and how can we make these donations? Can we stop by the school? Or, I mean, is there a procedure that one should follow? Well, a couple options that you can do. So some people come directly to the district office. So a lot of times with cash donations, if they want to see it uh, put to all the pantries, they stop in at the district office. And um, we go through that process and honor through the, the school board and, and get those adopted in. Otherwise, I've seen um, families just pull up to a school and say, here's what we have. We'd like to drop it off. Or service mm-hmm. groups or church groups are doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, there is somebody in charge of each of those pantries at each building. So they typically will be super excited to run down and meet you um, and would love to show you. A lot of our members who come in want to just be able to see. And um, again, in our new spaces, there's just been some uh, beautiful options that have been created. So it, mm-hmm. it doesn't seem like a stigmatism for a kid to have to jog down and grab something. Right. Yeah. Um, it's very much embedded into the culture now. And one of the things, too, we're, we're getting ready for a long weekend. So mm-hmm. you think about that food insecurity. And yes. so just a huge shout out to Operation Sandwich. Um, you know, Tammy San Benson, who works within our district, she's just been huge in that over the summer months. And our contact, I think right now, is Jessica. And I don't want to get Jessica's last name wrong. Yeah. Jessica... Red and penning. Hopefully I said that right. Um, And so what she's been working on is meal packs. Mm -hmm. So we've had families and students who can step forward and say, hey, I need a pack of meals for the weekend. So all of those are coming into our buildings this week. So we can send students all the way from the elementary through high school home with some meal packs, too. Yeah, they've always been an awesome partner. They've been an amazing, an amazing partner. Um, to that work is with so cool. Now, you you said uh, sometimes people stop off at the district office with cash. So you answered my next question: was <laughs> cash donations are accepted? Absolutely. So um, it'll be accepted at the district office, and they'll they'll make a note. So that's written out. So you have a receipt right there. Then we follow that up, so it goes to the school board. So the school board adopts and recognizes those donations. So there's always you know checks and balances to make mm-hmm. sure there's those dollars are going right to where they need to go. Um, some people have written checks directly out to like the warrior where. House. So they'll just write them out directly to, to Forest View. Mm-hmm. So lots of options. Um, and then, too, when you think about giving, if you think about our students, you know, Sarah made a good point when we were sitting out there waiting. So, like, cans of soup. Well, you don't always have a can opener, so make sure you, you do the pop top where oh, you can yeah, pull it off. Yeah, yeah. Or just uh, a lot of the microwavable dishes that come where a student might only have to add water mm-hmm. um, so they can have access to that. And some of them get really excited about, like, a hamburger helper because they know they can help with the whole family. And, yeah. you know, it's cute to see some of our older students say, well, I've got a, I, my sister's in first grade, and she really loves this, so I'm going to bring this home oh, for yeah. her. And yeah. I, that always just yeah. warms your heart. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, clothing and that kind of a thing, mm-hmm. you're accepting that as well? 
And does it have to be, if so, if it does it have to be new clothing? Can it be gently used? What's, mm. What are the parameters there? It's, it, any. You okay. know, gently used, cleaned up, um, and again, different needs. So like we said, right now we're, we're doing fairly well on the clothing. Okay. Um, but I think, too, sometimes just reaching out. We have collaborative workers uh, throughout our district. So the Crow Wing County collaborative workers, they are great leads. So a lot mm-hmm. of our individuals who come in and say, hey, I'd like to donate this, or if it's like right now, winter jackets, mittens, boots, hats, all those things, collaborative workers start to kind of help gear towards that so then they can work with a lot of the families because sometimes there's still kids at home mm-hmm. right so we're making that connection with the collaborative worker and they'll say okay we have a three-year-old and a one-year-old at the house too what else can we bring out there so again that's what you know i've been here 27 years and the thing that just i love about the Brainerd lakes area it's just generous generous yes. as we have just be. a significantly generous caring compassionate community who mm-hmm. i haven't seen a need that's popped up in our area where i haven't watched the community rally around behind that Boom. Um, yep. i sit on the child protection teams we'll have the radiothon coming up we're gearing yeah. for that and i i love those days because again it's just so humbling mm-hmm. about how well our community takes care of our our children and families Very and this yeah. is just this is just another wonderful example mm-hmm. of that it's and awesome. how it continues to grow all right, now we're going to focus on Sarah for a moment. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Teacher of the Year. Yes. <laughs> uh, tell us about this program, though, because, yeah. and maybe Heidi, you can help too, but Sarah, the, the program itself is something that your peers nominate you for. How does it work? Yeah, how does that all go down? From what I understand, it's um, parents or students or even community members can nominate you. Um, I was nominated by a parent, which was Again, like you said, it's just humbling, and I was honored. Um, did not think that that was something that was going to happen. And we, um, you fill out some paperwork where you, they ask you a couple of questions, you write some things down and send it off, and I thought that would be the end of it, and it wasn't. Pretty soon Heidi was, Heidi and Lane Larson and my parents were at school, and balloons and all of the great Hello. stuff. Hello. Yes. Yeah. A surprise. So, right. It was a big surprise. So, yeah. Yeah. And so- our- professional education organization so when you look at education minnesota they're heavily involved and you look at so when you talk about a group of peers so they take those nominations and then work with administration to kind of vet and and look forward so i think sarah was very surprised it was a pretty fun day to walk over to forest (laughs) middle school and um kids were pretty excited about it yeah that's neat Mm -hmm. what an honor yeah congratulations thank you yeah that's awesome it's a great honor. And then, of course, if uh, the educator chooses, they can go on because mm-hmm. there's a Minnesota Teacher of the Year competition as well. But I don't know if you... I, I, I opted not to do that. Okay. I just This was a very humbling thing, and I loved it, but um, I just... I just no thanks. Kept it close to home, right? <laughs> right? Kept it close so to I, home. But that's cool. I mean, yeah. yeah. I will. And I'll give a shout out. So Erin Carlgard, who was our previous teacher of the year, she actually did move on and was one of the Minnesota finalists for Minnesota Super teacher awesome. of the year. Yeah. So um, She's an awesome that's human, a huge, too. That's yes. a huge honor. And yep. um, to me, it's just a, a reflection of the quality educators that we have um, no within Brainerd Public Schools. and. I feel like our kids are, are really lucky to have some of the best of the best. And the Blue Ribbon once again. <gasps> yeah, let's, yes. right. well, let's talk about Another Blue, blue Ribbon. ribbon. So, Another um, honor. <laughs> and I gave wrong data at the, the school board. I said we had nine Blue Ribbons in Brainerd Public Schools, but I was corrected because Whittier Elementary actually had one. So yeah. uh, new Blue Ribbon Award coming in for Lowell Elementary. Um, they'll be going out to Washington, D.C., the principal and an educator and myself. Uh, November 3rd and 4th, we can uh, officially receive that award. Um, But that is the 
as I stand corrected, 10th blue ribbon for Brainerd Public Schools. (laughs) And what's exciting for Lowell, Lowell is now only the second school in the entire state to have have been given three blue ribbons. Wow. Amazing. So um, when you look at a history of excellence, uh, Minnesota, there's eight schools awarded per year. Mm -hmm. Uh, So Lowell is one of those eight this year. And um, we're still looking, but as far as we can tell, Brainerd Public Schools is the proud winner of being one of the only districts where when you have multiple elementaries, all of our elementaries received a blue ribbon in 2014. That's amazing. So, again, when you look at quality of education and um, meeting mm-hmm. at a national level, that, that continues to happen. We're not so messing around. We're not we? messing around. Um, <laughs> but it's very exciting. And so uh, awesome. a special shout out to the to the Lowell staff uh, that have really dedicated that time and energy and previous principal, Todd Sauer, uh, very dedicated. But it's also, a, you know, it takes a strong partnership and our mm-hmm. parents um, throughout our, our buildings, and I would say at every grade level, birth all the way to 21. It's just awesome to have parents who want to be engaged with us and, and want to partner with us and, and really continue to, to move that work forward. That's how you end up with some pretty awesome awards. And Heidi, for our listeners that might not know, you want how, how does one, I mean, how does that all work? Does uh, someone, again, nominate you? Or? So it's, it's really, well, it's looking at achievement data. So uh. what they do is looking at, um, when we look at test scores that happen, so they, there's two categories that you can qualify in. Closing the gap. So when you look mm-hmm. at the gap that exists between some of our subgroups um, and their achievement and, and closing the gap, and then also just um, excelling and, mm-hmm. and tending to push high levels of academic achievement. And so Lowell is being awarded for pushing that high ex- acceleration and achievement this year. Um, and if you go back to 2014, we got three in one area and three in the other area, which has made Brainerd so super unique um, in that sense. Uh, it hasn't happened anywhere in the state. So a couple, couple ways to uh, be awarded. And what happens then you're notified um, mm-hmm. from that Office of, of Federal Education just to say, You've, you've met this criteria, and then they start to do. They have to go through just like Teacher of the Year. Mm-hmm. Um, there's some applications and some questionnaires just to continue to vet that process. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, again, Lowell has has completed all those things, and I'll get to have a huge honor. And we're going to have a great community celebration coming up when they come back. Um, another community celebration, thinking construction, so our Lincoln Education <laughs> Center, which is Beautiful. Um, they're finally going to get to do their ribbon cutting November 22nd. My goodness. Uh, and it's just a transformation. So we're winding down on construction. So Washington being the last building. But uh, it's just fun. The yeah. transformation. Like the loop. Forest View didn't get too much. But boy, the loop, the pick up and drop oh off. Oh, my gosh. Much. It's so great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think we hear a collective sigh yeah, yeah. from parents I think there, every right? middle school parent was much more relieved. And then this, they have a, a, a beautiful, nice, secured entrance as well. So that's mm-hmm. a little bit of a facelift over at Forest View. But throughout the district, there's just been so many major things that have happened. and Good um, things. Just, oh, it's just yeah. to be in those spaces with our, our students and staff is it's incredible. Yeah. Uh, uh, and just uh, we might mention now that Washington is about to undergo a facelift, uh, people mm-hmm. not, might need to know a couple of things. A couple of things. So we, we've always prided ourselves. Everybody like Washington is in the central of our district. So that's where we put our welcome center. So anything you need as a new family or as a family, we've always housed mm-hmm. in one spot. Um, so the good news is we're going to keep all those things together. Um, 
and we're, we're the welcome center and transportation and food service and myself uh, we're moving into that little red house next to Riverside Elementary School so we're going to be sending out information to all of our families to let people know where that's located so if you need anything transportation food service or registration um, but then there's lots of things that happen in that building besides yeah. just that so when you look at our technology um, it's all ran out of there our teaching and learning when you think of all the curriculum pieces uh, you know 1100 employees and there's HR and payroll so they're getting to dispersed uh, throughout. Um, so we're going to be closing our district offices Thursday and Friday, which is great because it's it kind of timed itself well with, yeah. uh, and it's supposed to be warm, so it'll be nice when we're walking outside with boxes um, <laughs> to make that switch when our students are out. But then come Monday the 24th, and we'll have everything back up and, and running. Oh, so. so pretty quick turnaround there. Quick turnaround, and then Ooh. hopefully Washington will be ready to open its doors again July 1st is the goal. So. Awesome. My mm-hmm. goodness. Lots happening. Yes. Yeah. Well, uh, as always, we thank you for being here to talk about all these wonderful things going on in the school district. Congratulations on another Blue Ribbon School. Mm-hmm. And congratulations, mm-hmm. Sarah, Teacher yeah. of the Year. Thank you. That's awesome. Congrats. That's amazing. All right. Yay. Our guests today, uh, Superintendent of Schools, Heidi Hahn, and Sarah Lemke, uh, Lemke is the sixth grade uh, special ed teacher and Teacher of the Year this year in District 181. Congratulations. I'm Ken Thomas along with Tess Taylor. That is today's edition of Community Focus. Don't forget our Community Focus programs can be listened to anytime. They're on our website. Go to 1067wjjy.com. You can also listen through our free downloadable app, which is powered by Cuyuna Regional Medical Center.